0: Welcome to another episode of Tyler is Gross. I'm Tyler Gross. God damn it, I am trying <laughs> to, this is only my second episode with this camera, and it's the most frustrating thing I've ever had. It's Number one, it's a real camera. It's not my phone, it's not a, my fucking phone. It's a real camera, and it's it's just a Rubik's Cube as every step of the way, and then you figure it out, and then the next time it's like, actually it's different now. Why? Because it's tomorrow. I don't understand this shit. Someone help me. Because I don't know what to do. If you know something about cameras, comment or something, I don't know. Oh, man. And I've had a good week, too. I've had a great week. Spent time with my parents for Mother's Day. Went to my best friend's house. Hung out with him. I mean, and I got, like, I, I barely I barely worked this week, which is great. And then this shit... This inept. Here's the thing. When you try something new, like buy a camera that you don't know how to use or do a podcast or something like that, you, you're stupid. You don't know what you're doing. And what you have to do is either grow or you quit. And if you quitting is easier and, and recommended, I would say quit and don't try anything new. So you can always feel comfortable unlike what I'm doing. So just be comfortable, always quit or better yet don't even start cuz if you start then you can quit or continue. And fuck fuck this shit is my point. I'm mad about it. Let's get into this goddamn podcast. I got I got I got a fucking uh, guest. This piece of shit. No, I'm just upset. I'm just frustrated. It's not his fault. His name's Jared McCorkle. He's one of my best friends. I love him so much. And we met doing comedy in Austin, Austin, Texas. He was six months ahead of me in comedy years but he's like eight years ahead of me in real life so he's like naturally it was I, was I mean i was 22 he was like 30 i mean like yo like that's night and day so i automatically looked up to him and he took a liking to me and we were, we were friends we, we stayed in touch i moved to amsterdam for a year moving really tests friendships and we talked on the phone and we did we talked we talked we kept in touch we had great conversations and uh, moving away actually strengthened our relationship, I would have to say, and um, it was good. And he's good; he's a good dude. I'm glad to have him on. We're gonna be talking about Roe v. Wade. I know that's like old news by now. I know we're on to like, oh, did you hear about fucking shit? I don't know, but that's what we're talking about. And uh, I mean, it's not old news because you know it's gonna change the political landscape for decades to come. But um, that's what we're talking about. And because he, he's a smart, he's a smart dude. Ultimately, he's he's lived a life. He's gay. That's enough. I could stop there. But he was in the army. He was a. Ph- he went to college. Was a philosophy dude. He then was a comic, and now he's like trying to go into like mental health stuff. He's an interesting guy with nuanced perspectives on things. And um, usually, whenever something like Roe, like like the, like the Roe v. Wade leak comes up, the main response has been everyone's sad. Everyone's like, "Damn it, that's the thing we didn't want." And now it's happening and that sucks. And it does suck. But he's always like, Yeah, but this falls in line with how politics has been working for decades and what's broken about the system. And he goes into such detail about everything. And it's just so interesting. And he's a great talker. I mean, re listening to this episode, I'm like, he is such a better talker than me. Such a better talker. Um, which is funny to say. Like, he just talks he just talks good. He does. And I was also tired, so I'm just like, and hey, what else, man? <laughs> so, enjoy the episode. I think it's good. I got a show today. Today's Thursday. Hopefully, this comes out today. I got a show tomorrow, Friday, May twelfth. Uh, it's an improv show at the Hideout Theater at eight p.m. Big Bash, and then I'm at a got two shows Saturday. One show is a, a good set, I believe a Fourth Tap Brewery at eight p.m. And then a, a Ty Wins House show, which is at eight thirty p.m. I can't tell you an address because I have no idea. But go on Instagram, that's where I post stuff. Um, about like ongoing shows. Um, I put out one episode of this since I've started promoting it, and I've and I've gotten uh a couple of good pieces of feedback and it keeps me going. It keeps me going. So I appreciate it. One guy was just like, hey man, good shit. And then my girlfriend was like, I love you. And I was like, that doesn't count. Of course you do. I I appreciate that as well. Um Yeah. Take a listen. Hope you enjoy it. Bye-bye. I hope this shit works. This is my second take, by the way. Yeah. It's fucking, yeah. Good morning to me. What a start. Anyway, enjoy the episode. Jared's great, and so are you, you bitch. Also forgot to say, Jared McCorkle a very funny podcast. Comic Canon Revival, it's a comic book podcast about comic books, not political at all. This episode very political. His podcast not political, just fun, interesting stuff about your favorite comics. I'm going to be on soon talking about Static Shock because apparently he's a bad. I mean I I lo- I grew up watching Static Shock on TV. I didn't read the comics, but he was on TV. I love that shit and apparently there's comics of him and apparently they're great. And the guy who made them is like a black comic book legend and I'm excited to read about it and talk about it. Comic canon revival, Jared McCorkle and friends. Check it out. Bye.
1: All right, what are you saying? Well, Mahoney's cool doing the static episode. Oh, he is. Mm Mhm. Hell yeah, I love static. I convinced him, but then it it just makes more sense to do something that you're actually interested in.
0: Yeah, that's true. But also at the same time, you did kind of sell me on Warhammer hardware.
1: Hardware. Well, we're not going back now because it was too long. I had to put too much effort into being like, was it an effort to convince us, or was it just like he just wanted to do hardware? And and because he was like, he wanted to do hardware, and he was like, do you? Does Tyler want to do static? And I was like, yeah, he does. And he's like, "Well, would he do hardware?" I was like, "Yeah, but why do you want to make him do it?" Because the thing is, like, it would—it's just going to be because you got to read something.
0: That doesn't sound like that hard of a conversation that you had.
1: Yeah, yeah, but it's a back and forth thing. What, like, said, so we're talking now, and it's like very easy. But like texting back and forth, you know, it's always uh, he can't—he
0: can't spell. You know, that's the rule. <clears throat>
1: no, no, <laughs> I can't spell either, man. It's—it's it's all emojis. You got to
0: decipher it like Egyptians.
1: Mm-hmm. We're doing like hieroglyphics.
0: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I got hieroglyphics Time. behind me. Have you? Ever, did you ever see my Egyptian thing? I got you don't think Egypt? so.
1: I was there when you like had like nothing in the apartment. Yeah, wasn't that dark? You were sleeping on like a air mattress, and you had like one little ficus or some shit like that. Was, yeah, I'm uh, making that up, but it was it was equally pathetic. And I, like Charlie Brown, I
0: showed that ficus a little bit of love, and now it's a palm tree.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now it's a
0: woman. Mm. <laughs> And I make love to that spiky woman <laughs> every
1: <laughs> night, <laughs> and her pokey pussy every night. Oh, delicious! <laughs> Isn't that good? What? Um, yeah.
0: are you like a morning person? Because you seem
1: I wake I up should... way early. Than you seem chipper, and I don't really like it. I don't it. think so. You know what it is? I because I was talking about this uh before is that I have a hard time waking up, like get like the alarm. Like sometimes I'm in danger of not waking up. But once I wake up, I'm in a good mood usually. It's probably an army thing. Maybe. It could be did but you, but yeah did, so i did you ever if morning say person it, means am i good in the morning i used to work with this lady at starbucks who was like i'm not a morning person but it's like she would be an asshole to like one or two i was like <laughs> you're a bitch that's it that's it i don't like it when the light's out <laughs>
0: that's <laughs> her excuse if there's light i'm just not happy Hmm. um did you ever say did you ever say march and say i don't know what i've been told um you know yeah.
1: yeah oh that shit's all real like and i was uh hey, fuck,
0: no one under 18 years old i don't know what uh, i don't
1: know what the saying is. <laughs> Uh, i i did i think i was like i was right before they got pc too like they were still you, doing like, PC now oh wait yeah like because i mean like i served before don't ask don't tell and they were still doing cadences like i don't know but i know it well Homosexuals are going to hell or whatever. Like, no, like, they weren't. I swear to not I, no, made that they out, like, weren't. I swear to god, like that. So here's the thing. They now they are like, get
0: on the ground, ladies, the drill sergeant or non-binary, <laughs> whatever you identify as
1: one of the 52 I am not genders allowed
0: to discriminate anymore. Thank Everyone, you, Obama.
1: Every one of the 76 genders I recognize as fucking maggots.
0: Um basic training is now 18 weeks because they have to be like, ladies. Gentlemen, zers, Fizz, <laughs> Bugs.
1: <laughs> uh, um, but is... Bugself uh, or whatever. Did you That's see that one. video? Yeah, of course. Man, nah, yeah. that, that was pretty wild. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, oh, but I was like post racist army, and I'm not saying that people weren't racist, but like the drill sergeants couldn't be racist. But I was pre drill sergeants can't be homophobic. Cool. I wonder what yeah. they are now.
0: Come on, fatty.
1: Like what, what's the <laughs> That's uh, what's the making people do push-ups is able. You can't. I don't know. I honestly. I Better um get
0: down and give me 10 if your shoulders and elbows allow for you to do such a thing.
1: <laughs> well, say, so, you know, it's funny too, since we're like um we're gonna be talking about ladies. Uh, yeah. I serve like that's that's what <laughs> Roe v. Wade is really all about. it's about ladies. Um, which I think, hey, by the way, is hey, funny Hey, we talking too. about bitches tonight
0: on the radio Now what's up with Roe <laughs> versus Wade? Who's hotter, Roe well, or
1: Wade? <laughs> I think it's funny you asked me <laughs> <laughs> I'm gay, so it's Wade uh, yeah. I, think, I think it's funny that you asked me to do this Not be on the podcast, but just We're talking about Roe versus Wade <laughs> So let me get Jared
0: Well, uh, you know I don't give a fuck about that, man
1: That's true you know I give You're beyond fuck about it that. I just like mm. you,
0: so you're oh thanks, buddy. Well, because you're gonna because like you well, because I feel like everything about Roe v. Wade has already been said. It's ne- the 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 right. response to the leak of the thing isn't shock. It's more like sadness, and so everyone's like, "How sad?" Yeah. And then everyone's like, "This is what's gonna happen next." And mm-hmm. don't you see? It's things like that, and it's like yeah yeah that's why we didn't want this that's why. You know, yeah we knew all this yeah the writing
1: wa- the writing was on the wall for sure yeah. like, like this was you know i mean uh, are you familiar with susan collins at all she's a the republican senator from maine yeah. i believe she's, a senator. she's hot yeah no uh she looks like mr magoo with <laughs> like a bad die job um but um she voted in she voted for kavanaugh uh, on the basis that he had assured her that he wouldn't v- overturn Roe, right? right? And I guess technically they haven't overturned anything. But um, but it's just, it's an insane thought. Like, that's that's the whole point of this, like, of all these people that were appointed by the Federalist Society. The whole point was that they were pro-choice, or pro-life, sorry. So, I don't know. I mean, it's sort like, of like, as soon as Trump got elected and then made these appointments, yeah, like yeah. all that stuff. And I, I feel the same thing about, I can't, I th- it's like Oberfell I think that's how you pronounce it the the ruling to allow for gay marriage I assume that will be going away and back to the states as well what is is that a
0: similar thing just like you, everyone has to allow for gay marriage like just like
1: yeah 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 uh, because and you it, could still have it at the state it just wasn't federally recognized
0: wouldn't it be crazy if they went for loving and they were just like yeah interracial marriage it's up to the states I mean
1: I don't see that one happening, I, actually. I, mean, I would, yeah.
0: Jared, I would kill myself.
1: Yeah, if it would be not have over. these
0: white hoes anymore. <laughs> yeah. I will kill well, you, myself.
1: No, you just have to move to a state where you can have white ladies. You know, you just, but, but the, some of the best white ladies are in those states. That's what that I'm it would saying. Be the legal. best
0: white ladies are Republican, and that's yeah. who I want.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you watch a lot of Fox News.
0: Yeah, I want I want some, you know, like one of the, like those quaffed, blonde-haired. Mm-hmm. Modest, you know, like modest makeup. They Terminator they bitches. They can't cook for shit, but they they will. Like they yeah. <laughs> They spend all day in the kitchen and nothing good comes out. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's
1: what I want. Also on your Roe v Wade episode. <laughs> oh, well, what, are you do, man? what are you gonna do? Yeah. What are you gonna do? Um. But yeah, it's a bummer. Yeah. I mean, what's I feel, what's I feel, weird?
0: I feel like for you, you're gonna have more nuanced takes.
1: Probably not. No, no. I, th- I mean, like, nuance takes in a certain way. Like, I, what's funny is like, I don't have a nuanced take about abortion. I'm pretty yes, radically percent. pro-choice, right? And I think, and I was how, like, go how ahead.
0: How late term?
1: Um. Well, I don't know. Like, uh. Well, first of all, it should be said that like Roe v. Wade is not about late term abortions. Roe it's v. Allowed, Wade well, did it not. About. It did not. Well, no, it did not allow for. Well, I, I mean, it 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 didn't prevent the states from preventing late-term abortions. They, like, they, so I don't know the Casey ruling well, which was the one I think that moved it from the trimester system to the viability standard. But in it, the original decision was, like, broke things up between the first trimester, which meant nobody, like, no state, no government could have any say. The second, which is that the states could create like health codes or different kinds of regulations and then the third like the states could uh rule it uh, rule against it entirely so you could have states that said no late-term abortions So all this talk about late-term abortions has nothing to do with sure. row um, yeah it's just republican cause, bullshit
0: because most places don't have late-term abortions i yeah.
1: have to look at the map i don't know i think some states do which which again it's not i don't i don't i don't even know if the idea is yeah, that. I, like, guess you, I
0: guess you got me i just i, don't, I was guessing
1: right <laughs> well it's like i don't even know if that means that they those states that allow it in certain cases may still regulate it in some way so it's not even you know i mean like this picture that like republicans have about like or have produced about late-term abortions being like this really significant issue i read a statistic that was like the and i i'm sure i'll get this wrong but it's something in this territory that like 98 percent of abortions are before before the first 21 weeks okay that's
0: how nationally that? and that's what's that how late is that?
1: 21 weeks. Like five, that's five months. No, nah. uh, well, there's four weeks in a month. And there's 21,
0: so five months.
1: So, Oh, no, no, but you it's a leap year. So, you, okay, <laughs> no, I, think no, I, think I think you're right. <laughs> um, oh,
0: that's funny.
1: But, but, yeah, so, I mean, I don't know what, like, I don't, I think that, like I said, the writing was sort of on the wall. Yeah. And it is and and there's a class issue too and I, this has been mentioned before by a lot of people but it is worth thinking like you know what does it mean where everybody hears that Roe is going to be overturned like that they are kind of crushed by that which the in the broader issue of like should they be crushed about women losing reproductive rights like of course yeah. but there were so many states that had already Com- like practically outlawed, uh, outlawed abortion anyway, or pro- at least completely prohibited it. Like regulated so many clinics away. I mean, I think Kentucky like had one clinic that was constantly under attack, and that's this. That was the story. Like, and I think Texas had. I haven't looked. I mean, you may know better than me because I don't live there anymore. But like, had all but made it impossible to get an abortion there. Yeah,
0: he did, he he. old, old Greggy Abs. He made it mm-hmm. uh, six weeks six week bang.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I mean, in other words, like all these poor women were basically unable to get abortions anyway. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, you had to have the money and the wherewithal and the, to be able to travel and stuff like that. So I don't know. It's like, it is it is this weird sort of gradual thing. Have you uh, paid any attention to like who may have leaked it or anything like that? No. Yeah, they're <clears throat> I guess they're like making a big deal about this, but I don't think, I don't know who Do would... you think, no, I no, I heard... That it was like they don't
0: want to talk about a republicans don't want to talk about abortion right now and they're focusing on who leaked it because they don't want to fuck up midterm it it could be i mean
1: but but it's hard to say
0: it does seem weird it does seem weird that they're so that they're not just like celebrating that
1: right well i mean okay so away from abortion like there are all kinds of conservative policies that generally they're always trying to pass but that are never popular and they never run on so a good example is uh social security reform like sure. if the republicans it's just their like uh you know basic platform i mean i'm sure most of them would want to end it if not if not curtail it by increasing the age of people who are, can get it or the monthly payments or whatever and but they, that's, you'll never see a Republican ad about, like, we want to get rid of your Social Security. Right. And this is a similar issue, too. because like And this, what's weird about this is that, in a sense, this isn't an entirely partisan issue. And I think liberals need to sort of come to terms with that, which is that, like, most Republicans aren't for overturn. Or I shouldn't say most re- Republicans. A lot of Republicans are not for overturning Roe. They might be pro life in some respect, and they're especially like like I think I sent you that. They can't that say data. they're
0: not pro-life for sure.
1: Well, no, some of them are I mean, some of them are are like because I mean oh, go ahead, sorry. You mean openly. Yeah. Like if you look if you look at like the Gallup polls on it, which I like I sent you some of that data. Um I did not it's a, yeah, good job. But it, it's like it's in the 60% of of um or, or higher, like of the country totally that was against overturning growth. Because obviously the whole conversation, and this is, goes back a long way, but is, is a kind of category error, right? Because there are plenty of people that are, are actually morally against abortion, but are pro-choice. I'm not one of those people. But in, in other words, there are a lot of people that think that it's not necessarily something you should do or a fetus is a human being, but they still think a woman should have a right to choose. And there's a bunch of Republicans that feel that way. This sure. is not, this is a very... I don't, I don't even think it's a minority position. It's a minority position by far within the country, within the Republican party. It's, it's still like, no, it's the, the really strident ones are, are just unapologetically pro-life. I, I with two insane degrees, right? Like the idea of like, if a woman's raped that she should be forced to have a child. Yeah. pretty well. Like I'm, I'm amazed you can find more than five people that can think that stupid shit.
0: And then, and their reasoning's always, you know, so, uh, it's like, you know, how like there's like there's like platitudes in life, like do your best and people are mostly good. It's like, yeah, yeah. And it's like hang guy, in there, baby. It's like this guy murdered like 40 people. And it's like, well, you know, I still believe that somewhere deep down there's a little boy <laughs> that just needs a hug. It's like you got, you got, you got to adjust. And the extremes, you got to adjust those beliefs. Right. Or it's like I get you don't know, like abortion, but like, yo, she was she was hurt. Mm-hmm. They're like, and they're yeah. like well oh, you know i think every single life is precious <laughs> yeah it's like that's that's some wild shit but
1: they have they have this like abiding belief to in a fetus or like a human being there are some obviously people that say that uh, uh at the moment of conception that it's a human being i there are people that believe at the moment of fertilization which is actually before conception <laughs> that believe that's a human being which is is fucking crazy i do understand that if that were true like once you get that premise sort of once you implant that premise so to speak that everything else sort of follows from that in other words if you really did believe it was a human being it's almost nonsensical to allow for it to die or something like that but you know
0: yeah i don't i don't i don't like most people so i'm like mm-hmm.
1: well no, the thing what is like pro-choice was who's it, who's it, this or, little sorry going? Who's this little right going? and I well but also, like, it's important to, I think, the political context, Roe was the moderate position because Roe sort of presupposes that it's a not necessarily unanswerable question, but among these two sides, especially the more like resolute of the two, there's not a way to compromise that.
0: What's the who? who's Roe and Wayne? What, what, what's oh, I don't, the, I don't know it, enough about oh, the history of the case.
1: It? Not that not the particular case. No. I know more on the end of just like what the ruling is. Sure.
0: I thought it was Roe versus Dwayne Wade for a long time. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, slam dunk contest. Like, who won?
1: That's so, but you found out it isn't, is what you're saying. Like, it is not that.
0: I, it's not that, but I still think. Some basketball player named Roe
1: should do one-on-one. With <laughs> v- That's how we should decide the, it. Roe
0: v. Wade.
1: Like a tw- a game of 21. Tonight. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> but they, they're finally going to do it, dude. They finally, they why talked they, about it. Why are they making an event out of it? Right. And... Um, But yeah, it's just fucking sad. And like, yeah, there's not I mean, I don't want to say there's nothing to talk about because there's stuff to talk about. But but in like I will say the the other thing that's that's interesting to me about it is that like it articulates a basic failure of this sort of, let's say, like the last 30 or 40 years of democratic politics.
0: Because this minority because this the system's been manipulated by people in power for this minority opinion to become a law of the land
1: in a sense but but i mean moreover just because like the rationale for sort of the centrist establishment corporate democratic party whatever i mean all those like annoying neoliberal like you know all those adjectives or whatever but like was that you know we can't risk like progressive reforms within the party we can't get money out of politics we can't do things like that because ultimately we're the only thing stopping you from losing your rights to, to abortion. So in other words, we can't push for $15 right. minimum wage. We can't do any of these things uh, because to risk that is to, you know, uh, you know, but that, you that know, happened I, anyways.
0: I sort of disagree with that because I, I think it's, it, I, I mean, I understand what you're saying, but I think it mm. works much. It worked much more potently, I guess. How is this going to affect politics moving forward? What What I'm hearing from you is like, People voted Democrat to protect abortion, and that just never seemed to be the narrative. It seemed like, it seemed like the narrative was more broad. Just like mm. we're the good, we're, we're they're the bad guys. We're we're the human people, right? We're trying our best, and they're the bad guys. So yeah, I think, I think I think that's us. right. I feel like if anything, it flipped the other way, where it's like Republicans were like, "Yo, we're the only thing protecting you from just baby murder stations, where you can just go murder your baby." So right. like you have to vote for us. And then now that they got this passed, I feel like I feel like there's a lot that it kind of shakes the foundation of like why the Republican Party took such a hard abortion stance was to just get that Christian vote automatically. And, right. now, that, and now that abortion is going to be state by state, if if they keep it at that. Which I mean, I feel like they can't. I feel like it, it would be a dystopia if they were just like if they just started knocking them shits down. They were like Roe v. Wade, whatever. This one, that one, boom. We just hey, we 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 reform, we reforming everything, y'all. Like that would be crazy if they did that. But um, so I feel like it'd probably be a while before they made a big move like that again. So it seems like if they're really pushing the decision to the states, then the that feeling that 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 emotional aversion to abortion that conservatives have mm-hmm. and then be aimed at the state level and it would sort of calm down on the uh, in the national politics so that it could i don't know i feel like maybe it could reshape the republican democrat dynamic because christians can be like well i mean now that abortion is legal in my state mm-hmm. what is it? what is, what does uh, what
1: does Pete Buttigieg have to say? He's not getting an abortion, you know? Well, the, well, they, he said a lot because I was going to say like, so I don't think it's the case that that's it's not going to reshape the topography like that. Like, in other words, there aren't going to be, repo- uh, you know, pro-life states that because of this become pre pro-choice, not pro know?
0: choice, but they're just like we whenever we're voting for a president, we don't need to worry about abortion because we know abortion is good in our state.
1: Right, yeah, but what I'm saying is that that there there are let's call them anti-reform Democrats, right? Like sure. the, like I think liberals that look at the Democratic Party and don't see a thing that's this sort of like bulwark against democracy, but they see the only thing preventing them from fascism. I think there's very little evidence for that. But anyway, they their central argument was we are we are better uh, at maneuvering in these sort of like, I don't know, like Machiavellian spaces. We understand the practicalities of the game. We are idealist. We won't be able, we're going to have to like sacrifice some of these more like idealistic progressive goals, but we're going to secure for you basic things.
0: Right. And And what I'm saying is that- Clearly, the thing that that they're pitching- didn't happen they, they're not able to yeah. do the thing that they sort of
1: promised and, and and take this you know in the larger like as a piece of the larger whole where we are also about to uh we have we have a oh like overwhelming majority of conservatives in the supreme court we have, we're probably going to have an all Republican, not all, not all Republican, but like a Republican majority in both the House and the Senate. And I think that it's a good chance that Trump is going to be elected. So not only do they, do the Democrats lose this keystone issue. And by the way, outside of this vague notion that this is going to be a recruitment drive, we're going to up voting. We're still, there's no plan to do anything about Roe from what I can tell.
0: Yeah. I mean, I haven't really heard anything. I mean, Biden was like, I got this. Yeah. Congress. Can y'all do something?
1: I've done done everything. (laughs) everything I I don't want to. And I'm not going to single anybody out because that would be mean. And we don't do that in Washington. Yeah. Um, We're
0: trying to we're trying to come together.
1: Right but i think what what you were suggesting was that or if, if i get you right is that like maybe this takes it off of the table i feel or... like
0: I, I, f- I always viewed abortion as one of those hot culture war issues that divided that fundamentally divide is is one of those things that fundamentally yeah. divides people and without that on the table now i i feel like re- i feel like republicans could i mean not anytime soon maybe in the next decade sort of feel free to consider more democratic candidates because there's, there's a lot of just like I'm pro-life and that's my, I'm a single issue voter. And if that issue's not on the table anymore, Republicans either have to fear monger them into being like, but they could take it back. Right. What isn't going to happen? Well,
1: yeah, but I think the problem is that like, that's what was good about Roe, which is that, and I think that there are a lot of people sort of ignorant of the political development there that don't have a sense that it really was this kind of compromise that it really was a kind of detente and you're not going to you no one can a- absolutely win uh, right. a a social issue like that we, so you're going to have to have different kinds of like legal compromises or i mean the way you, the the way you actually win right is to convince a large enough amount of the American people, which means convincing people on the other side and building a popular coalition such that right. it's sort of like, and 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 what's weird is like in this media environment, we kind of talk like that's not a thing that happens, but so much of our country is already predicated on it. Good a good right. example is social security. There are there are people on the right that absolutely hate social security, right? There are people on, you know, I mean or I should say there are people in the right that hate social security, but there's such a large majority of people in this country that are pro having social security that it's not true. It's not vulnerable in the way that it would otherwise be. We're not on this 50-50 constantly right. you know, of turnover, of like, oh, it's a Republican you know, Congress, so we're immediately going to lose social security. Not that they wouldn't try that, not that they wouldn't do these sort of like Machiavellian bargains, but that you're not just instantly going to lose it because half the country doesn't feel that way. And, and my larger takeaway from this and what I think that the liberals, the come to Jesus moment they really need is to say, you know, having these sorts of like um, procedural parliamentary sort of moves this, this technocratic solution that's n- doesn't leave your rights more secure than an actual large democratic coalition. So, yeah. I mean, and to, to put it, to kind of like put a button in that, all these... Uh, people i'm hearing now that are talking about like oh you know uh if we had voted for clinton you know which is sort of true right if clinton had won that election it, there's no question she would not have placed fucking ghouls like uh, amy coney barrett or fucking sure. whatever but the point is that it's in, if you take a step back it's the the triangulations of the clinton admin, of the clintons right generally that have led to this moment that, that, in other words, like, if we had a much larger democratic coalition, instead of if this we hadn't, of, cre- sorry, go ahead.
0: In, instead of this sort of like, you know, upper middle class technocrat, right, Thomas Frank, listen, liberal, yeah, sort of, yeah. Know, <laughs> professional class group of people that they were catering to instead of yeah. catering to, you know,
1: those, those people fundamentally believe that they can organize a politics where they're the only ones more or less included and that everybody else just has a sort of like, um, has a single choice, which is like to vote and to vote for the Democrats, let's say. Like like, in other words, having 30-
0: this one group of people being like, we promise we're working for you.
1: Right, right. And, and, And 30 or 40 years of like the, like saying to the left and saying to poor people and saying to like people of color that have been like kind of slowly and systematically disenfranchised, telling them things like, uh, you know, where are you going to go? Basically, right? I mean, we, we'd love to update our platform for something that would improve your lives and, and would agree with your larger opinions. But ultimately, where are you going to go? Well, they, they just dropped out of the democratic process. And so now when you're left to try to get and or defend the things that you care about as a, as a sort of PMC liberal, well, they're not there, right? And, and in many cases, some of them, I don't think that, I mean, in all due respect some of the, I don't think the smart ones, but a lot of them went over to Trump's coalition. Sure, yeah. So yeah, it's, uh, it sucks, but, and, and what's, what's suckier, and I don't want to sound blackpilled because I don't think I truly am, but what's suckier is that like to get the things that we're losing now, like this is the most salient example. You're, you're going to have to have large reforms. You're going to have right. to have, it's going to have to be a 10 or 20 year project. Um, A great example, when they asked Biden, they said, you know, how do you how do you respond is essentially I can't remember how the question was rewarded, but like, but specifically, like, are you willing to get rid of the filibuster um, in order to pass this now the, at the moment, from what I understand, which they, they which don't they have could. the votes. Yeah, so well no no in this case they can.
0: Really? So even, in other words, even,
1: even even with all the Democrats. Yeah, they don't have the votes because oh. like it gets weird about pro-life and pro pro choice and pro-life if you look at specific like just talking about the senate since we're talking about the filibuster like there are people like i think tim ryan flipped over but joe manchin is a good example of a pro-life democrat um but then you have i think um susan collins and lisa murkowski are actually pro-choice even though they're willing to do nothing to uh, to secure that but so so, i'm
0: I'm not pro action motherfucker Ugh. yeah i
1: don't want to do anything well that's a lot of them right so anyway I'm so the point, the point is they asked biden would you be willing to overturn the filibuster to actually secure you know because the way that works is you generally when they're passing something and they overturn the filibuster it's not we're going to do away with the filibuster they usually do it incrementally so what this would mean is like we're making an exception to the filibuster for this thing which they right. can decide for they can do it it's com, it, it's a it, senatorial procedure like it's there's no way you can binding. just do that at
0: any point if you want
1: yes you can, the, can? but the the, the party in power yeah the party in power can do it yeah
0: so wait why don't they just do that all the time for everything
1: well this is a, yeah what a good question so the point so what you always hear is well and and this is not the best time at the optics level for it because the idea is the republicans would do it as well right and we have this idea that we don't want them passing their crazy shit when they come into power so in other words, the, the 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 suggestion here is that we should make it harder to pass legislation because we don't want our enemies to pass legislation. But the error in that thinking, if you're on the ele- on the left, is to understand we require the government to function more than they do. If you're a Republican, for most kinds of Republicans, what you need to do is just shut down the public sector, and you know prevent. I mean, you can like cut taxes and things like that. But so they don't need, they they don't they're better off just preventing government regulation and government activity. They succeed that way. So in other words, the less legislation that gets passed generally is still ultimately better for the conservative. That structure is so biased towards their side that it's a ridiculous thing to not in the filibuster on the basis that, that behooves us. But anyway.
0: Back to politics. Mm -hmm. Well,
1: let me, okay, so I was going to, the point I was trying to get to anyway, was just that like, they asked Biden, uh, would you be willing to overturn the filibuster for this thing? And it was, and immediately on the back foot and just like, well, we're not really sure. Do you, do you hear the sound of a train in the distance? Like just completely (laughs) changing the, like just diffusing the question. And the point is that because for them, those sort of like, I don't know, um, procedural like inhibitions are far more important than any sort of political consequence. And I think that like, anytime you defend any of that stupid horse shit, the idea is it's it, it, the, the reason it, it's justified is because it's ultimately going to prevent things like this, things like, you know, Roe. Well,
0: now, now now what do you think about that whenever they do that? Because mm. I find that sort of, um, I keep coming to the term respectability politics, and I know that's not how it's used. I mean, that's an expression. I don't, what what kind it's, of? Well, I'm just saying, like they're like we respect these traditions too much to break them for the good of every man, woman, child in the country, and it's like, well, what? Why are we here again? Are we here to yeah. follow rules? Or are we here to fucking make people's lives better? Um, but I that's I find that just as an excuse because they don't ultimately want. I I, I think. I mean, if, I'm making this up on the spot. Tell me what you think about it, where it's like their stronghold on the, the democratic base is so fickle. It's so based on like, well, we're not them, that if they actually take a stand, if they're nothing but a blank slate that you can project your hopes and dreams on, if they actually take a stand for something, then they can lose their ability to win one way or the other. And by doing that, it's sort of like the 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 quote by... <laughs> the cosby quote by uh, <laughs> he's like uh which and again on the road we wait podcast what are you gonna do but um uh where he says i don't know the key to success but the key to failure is trying to please everybody where it's mm-hmm. like hey i'm just gonna i'm gonna stay here i'm gonna hey whatever hey i like black people hey good stuff hey gays awesome love it hey right. hey, hey we love abortion it's like are you gonna do something well listen we we just we just love we love everybody you know right. and it's like i, I feel like because if you make a decision, then you have to stand by it, and then you have to potentially yes. lose people. And it seems like that's why they're doing that. That's why they. <laughs> that's why they are choosing to be ineffective at every single fucking step point of the step of the way.
1: Well, I mean, so I think that a lot of what you said is true, right? So, so there is a sense of like trying to please uh, a larger tent that that otherwise has, and this is this would be my position has contradictory interests. And I think the reason that social politics often You know, especially I think this is true on the right as well. But just to focus, like on on the liberal party, the reason social issues become so to the fore, right, or it isn't just because you can't. uh, It's easy to do lip service to that. You don't necessarily have to deliver, but also because those are maybe vague agreements among the base. And this is probably the most important issue where you can have you know people on the left who are working class who agree with this issue, like myself. And also, you know, upper middle class or even affluent white liberals who are also pro-choice, when it comes to economic issues, or real issues of political power, there's an absolute contradiction running down the middle of the Democratic Party. So, uh, you know, I think in some sense, that's what's such a crisis issue about Roe for the Democratic Party. This is, okay, if, if they were trying to paper over the, the basic contradiction, the basic conflict, uh, you know, in economic Issues or whatever. This was the one thing we could say. Okay, we, we you know, this is something we really care about as right. liberals. And to fail about this is, I think, to fail almost entirely. And um, so, yeah, it's it's fucking pretty goddamn depressing.
0: What do you think about? Do you like the Supreme Court? I imagine no, no,
1: not at all. I mean, like, and I, I think it's good that you said, like, uh, you imagine not because yeah, it should come from your politics. Well, just, I imagine. What's the most radical
0: thing to say, and then I just imagine that that's what you would say. So,
1: <laughs> well, I mean, so just to put some logic into it, I guess, uh, if you're if you have a real commitment to democratic politics, like not not big D, but like you know,
0: everyone the, gets a voice,
1: right? Yeah, that 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 ultimately, people, uh, the people's will, will and the people's interest are what is supposed to define policy, supposed to underpin policy. Then you should be against the Supreme Court, not in the broadest sense. I I don't think they. I'm not saying they have no place or what have you, but the idea of having this unelected secondary legislature to prevent, you know, our Congress from, you know, operating in our best interest, an institution that actually does have democratic checks. No, I don't think it's good at all. And moreover, and I, you know, again, do your reading, right? I mean, like, I'm, I'm, I'm probably not as well read as some of the people listening to this or something like that, but I think that the Supreme court doesn't really have the best record in terms of being particularly progressive anyway. Like we have a tendency to sort of like, think of these cases, like, you know, um, like Roe for one, but also, um. Oberfell. I think that's what it's called. I really wish, like, I've that read it so many right. times. I think it's like, Winterfell. No, it isn't. Fuck you. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> it but anyway the, like, we think of these times Atlanta, in which the Lannister Supreme versus Court versus... Yeah, you get right. It. Yeah, the Starks or whatever. Yeah, but but we, we think of these times when the Supreme Court has ruled in our favor and prevented us from, like, you know, I don't know, kind of bigoted majority or something like that. Um, but most of the time, it's not that. Most of the time, it is Dred Scott. Right. Um, so, so in other words, just this belief that somehow they're going to save us. And, I, and again, I think this is more to, you know, the point that, you know, liberals are pretty failed in terms of actually Marsh creating a coalition that's big enough to apply to a kind of like, you know, um, the way that our structure is set up to legislate. In other well, words, building large enough coalitions to, at the lowest sort of unit of political measure, voting in people that will do what we want, and getting enough of that that they'll, that we can pass legislation. Yeah, I um the thing that after after re- after the
0: the the book Jared shows me a lot of books, and the book he showed me was Listen Liberal by Thomas Frank. It was a real good yeah. book, and um, one of the thing that he he sort of spells out is how like, you know, money is obviously a big factor in the country, but also this status and status isn't necessarily linked to money. So there are these profession, there's the professional class, these professionals like lawyers, like doctors, these, these experts in their field that are supposed to, that are inherently supposed to be working for the people. Like uh, doctors obviously aren't supposed to be like, yeah, your leg's fine, but let's cut it off so I can make an extra hundred fifty k this month. Like, obviously, they're not trying to do that, <laughs> right? And, and lawyers aren't supposed to be—you know—they're supposed to follow the law. That and the law is supposed to protect you and all these things. Um, but the problem with that is, the Democratic Party has sort of tailored their whole politics towards this sort of professional class, and and right. obviously they get paid more because they're supposed to be—you know—they're supposed to their profession is supposed to be to help
1: people, and that's a big one that to to underscore that point is that like what frank does say in the book that i think i mean he says a lot and i think he's he's very incisive and anybody should read that book but on that like that he's sort of arguing in some sense against meritocracy for its own sake and 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 that's sort of what you're describing which is like the idea of rather than a kind of more purely democratic system. The idea what we really need to temper it against is meritocracy. Those are words that get thrown around and people I think don't have a sense of how oppositional the notion of meritocracy or is versus, versus uh, democracy. Right. In other words, if, if we take it seriously, the idea of like, um, the people who are the best qualified to understand things in their given field should be the ones deciding what we do generally as a society versus people all have you know one person one yeah. vote everyone sort of having an equal idea. So it's not to say meritocracy has no place, but the, when you mentioned like the idea of um, helping people, I know that's very like at some level banal, but like the idea that we we cede authority to these people's decisions on the basis that they're using their expertise for the public good, and when you have divisions between their interests. With the interest of what would be their good and the you know the general public, that's when meritocracy becomes you know uh, I don't know the enemy, right? It, right? it serves power instead of serving people, and and so yeah, that's that's sort of where we're at. And with the Supreme Court specifically, they are a
0: you know technocrat meritocracy thing where it's like, hey, we're going to get the best judges to judge that who can judge the best. Right, isn't that great? Here's the nine best people to
1: judge, right, in the country.
0: That's an insane. If you break it down, and, it's like that's an insane thing.
1: And it's 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 like liberal fantasy par excellence, right? Because it is like if you if you ask people, if you put it to them, like, do we really think these people are apolitical? It's, it's, I don't even think people buy it. Like even the people who are arguing for this, like almost like platonic Calipolis perfect city model, where we have these like nine, um, you know, people beyond politics. If you actually put it it's like, do you for a moment think that like Neil Gorsuch is, is an apolitical figure I think they would be like, well, no, not really. And, and that's the case. And there've been plenty of like, you know, I've read plenty of articles about just going through these, um, different opinions and how their ideology is ultimately what sort of decides these opinions and they sort of like can come up with a legal rationalization otherwise and that's the hole in the system i think i mean there are other problems but like it the idea was that you would uh, appoint them and they would be free from uh, immediate you know electoral political pressure which may be the case the problem is they still have ideology right so they still have beliefs and values that are politically determined that even if it's not on the basis of pleasing some constituency, they ultimately, that they have a vision for how they think the country ought to be, and then they can explain why legally it needs to be that afterwards. Yeah. And, that's
0: the, and, that's the, and that's the point that I'm building to, seems to be like, what if, if, if the Supreme Court it, are technocrats, they're the expert in their field that know better than everyone else, right. but what are they experts in? They seem to be expert in the Constitution and the laws right? whatever. They right. don't and and those the constitution and the laws have to do with the past have to do with tradition have to do with right how things have been and that's not democratic well I it's mean, not i mean I, it's like, not I, 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 like i mean obviously yeah. the institution is not democratic but i'm saying like if there was a group of philosophers and their expertise was in why are we here how should we be living what's the best way to achieve good things for everyone then that would be a really interesting thing to be like yeah let's bring roe v wade to these philosophers who don't care about the law as much as they care about like why are we here what do we value who are we right but these people are like no we're experts in the laws and what we what do we think about those big questions like who are we and what do we value oh well it's just the same ideology it's it's the same ideological pool that Everyone's fucking slurping shit out of, and it's like, well, you're not yeah. actually better at. Maybe you know the laws better, but like, I don't need to know Ro- what Roe v. Wade is to have to think out the consequences of having it versus not yeah. having it, and, and, and like and, that. So they're just, they're, so at that point, it's like, oh, they're the best judges. Well, their judgment, the the core of their judgment comes from the same place as everyone else's. So you're not any better. You just have a cool black robe.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. So there's two things there. I mean, I'd want to say one is that um, even if it was the case that it was a kind of objective expertise, which I think just looking at the territory suggests it isn't. In other words, you can have really intelligent people that have different, like, you know, they're originalists and contextualists and things like that. So you can have equally qualified Um, people who have a different idea about how this stuff is supposed to be interpreted, you'll find biology doesn't really work that way, right? So it's not, it's not the kind of merit that you would associate with, you know, the sorts of fields where it's like, we couldn't do this, we'll need very specific experts or whatever, but then further there is no process of of determining merit that any of us would probably recognize, right? They're political appointments. So in other words, it isn't even clear that some of these people are, are, I mean, I hate to be like, they're not even that fucking smart, but that's sort of the case, right? Like, I don't think that people think that Barrett or Kavanaugh are just the most, you know, uh, amazingly astute thinkers or something like that. They're political appointments. I think some of them are downright fucking vacuous. So uh, you know, I mean, I mean yeah, and even it,
0: even if you want to look at who's the who's Kaji Kani, what's the girl, <laughs> the one that was just appointed? What's her name? Uh,
1: yeah, um, uh, Katangi Jackson or no, Katangi John the Thinberg. God damn it! No, I think that's from Street Fighter. I think <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Katangi Brown, but I I can't remember her middle name. Yeah, well, her, Let me look it up real quick. Like even
0: her, it's like I'm sure she's a great judge, but I mean, let's be honest. There's as far as like the culture war goes, Ketanji is,
1: Brown Jackson.
0: As far as the culture as as far as like the culture war goes, and as far as like you know signaling goes, Biden was gonna pick a black woman because he's right. all, he's all about the sisters right now, Kamala then her, and it's like he needed to find per, a person that fits into a box, and then they found that person, and they're like, but they oh, but. To be fair, but I she, know, also she needs to fit in the in the black woman box, but she right. also needs to fit into the political ideology box as well. Like so, who's really the the smartest, best, deepest thinker, whole rounded thinker? Well, that's not even a consideration. What's the consideration right. is, does she will she do what I want her to do, which right. is inherently political, and does she look does she have the 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 identity that yeah, like be my base of Upper middle class white professionals that care about this shit, not right. so, of the ninety percent of poor people who are like, "Yeah, is she gonna help me get these food stamps?" You know, like that's so. There's a
1: well, that's a shitty thing to say about the poor. But anyway, <laughs> but no, but okay, I'm listen, so- I'm sure they have. I'm sure they're very well well rounded people. Yeah, thank you. They, like a lot of you know, some of them are good. I'm sure you know. Not. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm <laughs> um, sure there's
0: very good poor
1: but but so a few things there. So yeah, to sort of almost sum that up, it's like in one case, they're a political mechanism. So will they do the thing that will they will they um, execute my agenda? Will they rule the way I need them to? As you mentioned, also there's a politics of what's the optics of this? Will will doing this help me at a political in a political way? You know, I mean, like I think it's fair to just be cynical about this, like thinking that like Biden doesn't actually give a shit about, you know, black representation or something like that. But then, the third thing is that it, in this case, I actually I like her, and and uh, she actually has you a like, relatively. What's it? What's her, You like you like Brown? What's yeah, uh, yeah. Well, Brown Jackson. I think. Let me. Let's just commit this to memory. Katanji Brown, Brown Jackson. Katanji Brown Jackson. Katanji Brown Jackson. I don't think I can do that. You should. You should. But anyway, uh, she has a really good record. And, Jackson, and then look, I'm not. Karate I'm not the next...
0: down, Faxon. <laughs> you got it. Nemonic <laughs> device. Karate. Yes. Karate. Karate, 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 karate,
1: karate, karate, yes. karate down. Yeah, um, man, the people that are like, it's Kamala, like they're really <laughs> gonna be pissed at you, like that, like, like, like I, I which is fine. I mean, this is a brief aside, but like, I just think that's so fucking silly. Like, you know, the idea that that's the way to investigate. That people are serious about like taking her seriously. You know what I mean? Like the idea of like, oh, because I was saying Kamala forever. And it's, I think it probably has more to do with the fact that there's this, chimer- uh, this character in comics, Kamala Khan or whatever. Sure. But I had, I've been called out like three or four times on in the internet, like, or not on the internet, but like in conversation. It? It's not Kamala? Kamala. It's Kamala. It's you've Kamala. Been saying,
0: you've been saying Kamala? Yeah. Just say you're from Georgia.
1: Yeah. It's like, I'm, I'm ignorant. No, that, that's just That's fucking,
0: just how we talk down here. Yeah. Yeah. Kamala. We say, ka-
1: yeah, it's like, say, we say Kamala, or no, we say fucking Kamala. Like it's a thing that like that's how my grandmother said it. You say
0: Barack, we say Hussein.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, um, so from what I understand, like again, I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm not a scholar in this or anything like that. But like she's got a really good um, uh, labor history, I guess, in in the way she was ruled. And she also was a defense attorney, like for people in um, Guantanamo. So oh, she has a pretty, yeah, she's got a pretty impressive progressive. Thing, but but either way, the you know, point she, is that like she just it, looks cool too. Like in her picture. She does look cool. It's like yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's like, she seems which very is kind down. of like she seems very down-to-earth. Which was a consideration, I'm sure, that she like is look she's very comfortable. Like she, she has a presentation. What's that? She reminds me of my aunt. Right, right. Um, but the, the, this is again, this is kind of the point. And I, I think that like it, it it it's even in the case when they appoint, you know, ones that we would say, you know, are 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 bright and, and, and share our political values. It's like, that's still not a good system. And it's unnecessary. It, we, we, we don't really need those sorts of checks against democracy. I will say that the idea of, I think, like, I like the theory that democracy is not a political form. Democracy is a measure of justice within a society. So to what degree are most people's interests and will being yeah translated now that may mean that you create a kind of which we have a constitutional and judicial overlay that's that allows that process because yeah I mean I don't think that we should just for every law passed we should just ju- do a huge national referendum or something like that. So in other words, the idea of having sort of like a body of judicial view that makes sure that everything's are happening within a non arbitrary legal sort of like juridical framework that's good. But the idea that then that thing gets to decide at, like when democratic will is translated or not, I think that's that's not a that's not a just system, right? So yeah, fuck the supreme Court and no and i'll I'll put it this way if I mean, I just think that the gauntlet has to be thrown down, and if you are defending the Supreme Court at the like to the degree that you think that it's more important than having a functioning congress, you're not you're not progressive, like you know. You know that you, it's a reactionary position
0: yeah, yeah. so you said you want to talk about cultural compromise is that yeah
1: it, can that relate to this i don't know what it is well i think i think it's kind of a neologism. like i like so, I, not that, that those words are a new word new term like some i made up which is like it's not to say i mean it's like not to say that those words are complicated and there's nothing esoteric about it just that like it isn't really talked about that much but but I think more and more people on the left are understanding that the culture war has to be in some ways disrupted um, in order to build the kinds of democratic coalitions that can pressure how would you define the, the, the political system war. yeah that's a good question so I think it's thinking in terms of politics not as a matter of who has you know access to wealth and power and, and resources and representation, but thinking of politics as the clash of different sort of um cultural groups or something like that it's interesting
0: because like you know like i feel like a lot of this comes down to or maybe it is a misinterpretation of like Foucault's work oh because i feel like that's where a lot of this comes from and it is sort of like i feel like what he was talking about was like an interesting valid thing but it's sort of turned into this thing that's like Right. You know, conservatives are
1: right. It's kind of poison. It's
0: kind of not good. It's kind <laughs> well, of. The not thing, but, good. Every,
1: but the thing is, is that like. But everyone's so, doing it. Yes. Right. I, I, so both of those things are true. I want to be clear. I mean, one, I agree about your basic point about Foucault. I'm not, again, I, I didn't really focus that much on Foucault, but I don't but, know that uh, much about Mar- Foucault. Either. But Marxists will often French criticize that he took the basic political division, which is the division of class, and he tried to take that and suggest it was one of many sorts of, of sorts of conflicts or whatever or or regimes of power and that that misses the point tremendously I have a tendency to sort of agree with that but I think but there are leftists who appreciate Foucault and think like the, the the defense I've heard about him is that he was really good at understanding the legal frameworks and and articulating the legal and political frameworks that are necessary to you know um facilitate you know capitalist let's say oppression right so but anyway um so you just mentioned that. So I just wanted to say that. Um, You're very smart. Thank, I am very smart. What was the What was the second point you made after the Foucault thing? Oh, oh, oh. Uh, so the idea that um, the culture, the culture was absolutely being waged by sort of all of us. And I think social media is doing it. And so it isn't just a matter of like, you know, the liberals are, you know, cultural warriors, but the sure. conservatives aren't, they love, I mean, the conservatives love to talk about that, but. Well, it's but- it's, it's good because it's
0: culture. So it's human. So it's right. sexy. So it's a story. So mm-hmm. it's, it's eternal, it's sort of like eternal struggle. It's like Lord of the Rings. It's like we've been fa- right, fighting yeah. for ages and in an everlasting battle. Like that's what it is, w- regardless of whether it is, whether it's men, women, black, white, straight, gay, like whatever, it's right. like there's always been this struggle of power between no. these two. When, and it, it makes it simple. It's a simple thing that you can just, you can put on Twitter, you can put it in 160 right. characters, like fuck the patriarchy or fuck uh, white, supremacy and like yes to those but yeah sure the real actual political historical implicate like uh history of it
1: is is a lot more nuanced and complicated and i don't want to wait into all that
0: i just want to be like fuck the patriarchy boom (laughs) well yeah so
1: new nuanced and complicated for sure so let's put a pin in that or like let's just assume that everything could be helped by the fact that we should have more rational reasonable patient conversations with each other or something like that. But there's a bunch you said that I, I really like them. One is that I think it's what this describes as a sort of manicheistic politics. And um, I'll explain, <laughs> but, um, you know, manicheism is that religion that believes that, or it's a sort of ancient Man, you're religion. You're saying many cheeses? It, many cheeses. You're not saying it, cheese it, no. Many which is like- now you've, idea, now you've got my attention, go well, on. It's, like, it's the idea that, that there's this sort of eternal- for for cheese nips. Okay. There's this like kind of
0: <laughs> <laughs> like You're I would fucking disdain. It. You're like yeah. He asked me to come. No. On. What's
1: funny is I have far more than you could see. Like I more. No, sorry. but um, the idea that there's this like of eternal, unchanging cosmological war between light and dark, or good and evil, and that that never changes. And I would argue that that is a really common and virulent political perspective. And it's a, almost an apolitical perspective. In other words, the idea that like. And we couldn't really ever change uh, our political situation because ultimately we were fighting things like evil or jealousy or greed or these broad things. And I think if you look at Anytime there's light, there will be shadow. Exactly. (laughs) It's
0: like, like, so we we can't do anything guys. We just gotta,
1: it's a constant struggle. And well, and to this end, right? There are things that people think and do that illustrate this belief that, that like, this is their disposition one is we adopt rhetorical strategies that presuppose we would never convince others because they're on the other side and by definition they're part of the darkness and we're part of the light or something like that and um, and we adopt political issues that sort of emit of that right like that that are just less likely to build coalition so I mean, pro-life versus pro-choice is a good example. It's not to say that those things are not important. It's an, as we've been saying, it's a very important political issue. But there are political issues of which the vast majority of the country actually agrees. I mean, it's a, sure, the, yeah. when I say the vast majority of, of people, I mean, that usually necessi- necessitates necessitate, sorry class right? It's most working people, but just generally. So uh, Roe versus Wade is a great example of that, where most people don't think you should overturn it. That's actually the majority position, but we have a kind of partisan politics. That's not just like Democrat versus Republican, but, but a kind of politics and a rhetorical strategy that aids this, that is necessarily divides us down the middle. And it's a, it's a thing that absolutely has to be undermined. How do we do that? Well, I mean, so one is- Is is it with uh,
0: cultural compromise? Is that what it is?
1: Well, yeah, I think so. I mean, so one is- So how would you define that? Well, a good example is Roe v. Wade, right? Which is a cultural compromise. It's understand, like, not if if no one who is firmly and coherently pro-life or pro-choice, well, let me back up. Nobody who is coherently thinks abortion is, you know, a fetus is not a human being um, would come up with Roe v. Wade. And no one who thinks a fetus is, an, is, an, is a human being, absolutely, at, at the moment of conception would come up with Roe v. Wade. The thing presupposes a, like a compromise between non-resolvable differences. Okay. And I'm not, and the thing is, is that- and I guess in, what is that? Maybe I missed it when you said it before. So, well, just, yeah, to, to back up. So the idea is that with Roe, there are, that you divide it according to trimesters and you say, okay, the first trimester, right. And again, this was updated with Casey, but but the, the basic premise is the same, which is that you know of up to a certain point, you know, uh, you know the the no government can prevent a woman from choosing to have an abortion, you know, a, after a, a the second trimester, tri, uh, trimester, then of course, you know, there can be some regulation, right. and then then states can absolutely decide to prevent late term abortions or whatever. That preset, like if we just say a, a fetus is a human being. Uh, then that doesn't work entirely. or if we say that a fetus is an absolutely nothing like outside of like a, a metastasization of cells or something like that, then that also doesn't make sense because there should be nothing wrong with a late term abortion or something like right that. but so it presupposes a sort of yeah of I, it, it, it takes it takes an issue that
0: feels for a lot of people black black and white and mm-hmm. makes it into a um, uh, what's it called makes it into a, a I mean I guess it's a compromise but it make it puts it on a on a spectrum. It's like all right, there's abortion, yes, but there's also what trimester. We feel that that feels like the closest thing we can come to. That's the way yeah. to 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 make it as small, the granulated as possible. Right. So we can be like pushed to a line where it's like all right, I don't really
1: like this. Like yeah, I don't like it either, bitch. That's the yeah. what. Roby and- way. And, and so I don't know if anybody listening to this has any sense of like, this seems incoherent because usually, as you mentioned, I, I have a tendency to be sort of radical. And then I'm also talking about compromise. And for a lot of people, that seems impossible. For me, that's not the point. If you are a, a real believer, if you're a real populist, if you're a socialist, if you're a real believer in democracy, the, the, how do you organize your compromises? That's the point. So in other words, um, I don't, uh, when you have 90, let's I mean, this is an easy figure, but like 99% of the country wants something. And that that group has to then compromise with 1% of the population. That's not a compromise. You don't I mean, I would love to sort of compromise on in that way. That's not a compromise. That's, that's hegemony. That's domination, right? Sure. So, and, and what's funny is those are precisely the issues that centrist liberals love to talk about compromise. But then when you have issues where they legitimately like the gun issue like the abortion issue where it legitimately is a 50-50 kind of grassroots sort of thing and I'm not saying I agree with one of the I mean I've, I've said I'm, I'm adamantly pro choice but you have to recognize that you no know, literally, literally there is a 50-50 and there has to be some sort of compromise you know
0: Well I guess I guess the the compromise aspect because I was immediately I was thinking about I was thinking about the person who has what they want now is the person who is who doesn't give who 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 is who doesn't either doesn't want compromise like right now there's not a there's not great gun control in the country and it's like well we should compromise and make some gun control and it's like no we don't have any right now and i'm cool with that so i'm not really gonna you know, right. uh, negotiate in good faith because there's a reason for me to compromise because I have all of what I want. Yeah. And if I lose anything, then I just lose and you just win. <laughs> and even, I, I, even, I, even if on the spectrum of the issue, it's in the middle.
1: Yeah. Well, I kind of recognize that too, which is that um, people don't really have a lot of integrity of process when it comes to politics. And I think that the system is sort of so fucked up, there may not be a point of having it. So in the same way we're talking about right. Like, now, you know, people observing the need for the filibuster on the basis that it's sort of, oh, we just want a fair process for all sides. But it's like this fair process that you want us to have an integrity towards is also heavily biased against us. So it's sort of silly. Um, so I guess in some sense, I'm sympathetic to people that are like, look, we, I have a political vision. I'm trying to make that happen. And I don't really care about like whether I'm being, I don't know, completely consistent. A good example being with gay rights, right? Um it's like I'll take gay rights v- via um, a, a, a change to the amendment to the Constitution, to a federal law, to a Supreme Court ruling. you know I because I, ultimately I just want the rights. Sure. Um, and you know, and that's that's what Roe was as well. Like a lot of people have now attacked Roe on the basis that it's um, wasn't a very robust political opinion in the or the judicial opinion like it was sort of weakly argued but i think the point is that for the vast majority of people they just want the right, right to they're have like, an abortion they're, they're not like concerned did, they're like we did get abortion rights for 40 years or so right ago. that's which right. Is pretty good right um but so anyway i guess the point is that it, it is curious to me that the issues in which we have a legitimate democratic majority uh we, we're sort of taught we need to deeply compromise on those we 95% need to really compromise with the 5% as if there's some meaningful justice in that. But then with social issues, the parties, and I think the sort of like, I you know, kind of sub ideologies that really support those parties. So like the Dem, uh, liberal Dems from the, on the Democratic Party side on the issues where they're legitimate, the country is legitimately split down the middle. It's an absolute moral abomination right. to compromise. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, like
0: there was Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. and there was All Lives Matter. Right. So the compromise, some lives, some Black Lives Matter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't sound
1: great. It doesn't. And, I'm not, and, 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 so, <laughs> and it's like, and y'all,
0: that, y'all gotta admit that some Black Lives
1: Matter. And they're like, yeah. I
0: do love that. Yeah. And, and to that I end, love love Denzel.
1: I'm glad you mentioned that because like- I love the equalizer. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that because it's like, I'm not, I don't think everything anybody ever said was a compromise is fair or reasonable, right? So, like, in the, I think the notion, the principle that you're trying to observe is that if, you know, half the country on the other side uh, believes something that you don't, they might be wrong, ultimately, right? Like, it, the truth may not actually compromise itself, but the point is that they're not all crazy evil people, that they're coming at it from a direction of, like, you know, it, it makes sense according to their experience. It makes sense because their entire life is organized, sure. you know, in a way that it, it it seems rational. And so when I'm talking to somebody, for instance, that I, a pro-lifer is a great example, right? Where I, I am- un, I, want, un, I want another example,
0: not because not I'm- like, Right, right. No, we've been talking me, too okay. much about abortion. Well, give me, like,
1: give me an example of an issue where- well, I don't
0: know what you're about to say.
1: No, no, I'm saying, give me an example of a social issue. Oh, we, we know each other well enough. Of a sort that of culture like,
0: war-y issue,
1: yeah, sure. Um, I mean, you said guns. Gun guns is a good example. Okay, great, great example. And um, because I'm pretty pro, like I'm pretty pro gun. And I, I don't mean I wish everybody had guns. I'm not happy with the situation where we have like 350 million guns. You in lost the your country. virginity
0: to a gun, correct? I did.
1: No, I well, that, that's Tyler's way of saying I shot my penis off, which is <laughs> does happen to a gun owner. <laughs>
0: I shot my penis off it's so funny but,
1: but here okay but 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 this is a really good example too because I think um these things have been politically massaged um but I do think more or less they're real it's a relatively organic issue meaning that there are a bunch of people on the right that are not they don't just they're not just pro-gun because the NRA conditioned them to the the NRA is a powerful lobby group and it has really disorganized in my opinion people's ideas about guns but but ultimately the point is like they wouldn't all be sort of like, you know, traumatically afraid of gun liberals if it wasn't for the fact that the NRA and vice versa, I would tell my conservative friends, it's like, you know, the, the people trying to take your guns away are not necessarily like the ATF and the big state, it's other people in the country that are fucking afraid of you which, you know, to me, makes sense. But here's the point. I, I generally think most gun laws do not work and are not set up to succeed. I think most gun laws are set up to make, you know, affluent white people feel safe. And furthermore, most of the people who are the most vulnerable to a gun crime, right? And um, people who like uh, poor people, people of color disproportionately are also the people that end up being prosecuted for, you know, non-legal gun ownership and then going to prison for years. And it doesn't, appear to me that this actually does a lot of good in terms of bringing down the amount of gun death. I'm not saying you can't do anything. I think there are plenty of forms of legislation that that are important and effective. The the point is that those aren't the ones that liberals generally champion, right? right. Either way, my point is the fact that despite the fact that I'm usually against a lot of um you know, anti gun measure, and especially the ideological sentiment that seems to be behind it that is classist and is often racist. Ultimately, I don't think that the best situation is I should just get my way entirely. I think that there are certain right. gun laws. So, for a good example, there are, are, are like, that's there a, that's should be a national a- register. Yeah, I don't think it's going to help, but the idea of saying, You know because I disagree vehemently on that issue means that I think that we should you know fuck democracy and fuck these people. No I think there are meaningful compromises that could be made in the sake of of compromising on that issue.
0: I I like what you said about the because there's a humility in the idea of on an issue my way is not necessarily the best way. Right. Like, like, like a a a sort of commitment to compromise and being like, yeah, compromise is actually good, even if you lose. That's the point. Is we're right. both invested in the in the mutual loss. Like we 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 sort of bond right. over the fe- you know, like we both we both if you know if both tribes sacrifice a a, a daughter, then it's like, well, then we're both hurting. And like, that's, <laughs> well, and and ironically, sort of what. I mean, it's it. I I use the sacrifice example because like it's a very human thing that we discovered a long time ago. Of like, if we both get hurt, we're both like, all right, that was terrible. Let's not. <laughs> we are in this anymore. together. Yeah, like even though we don't like each other, we both went through the same thing, and that's it.
1: But but ironically, the I my point is kind of utilitarian or, or consequentialist, which is to say that like I don't think that. Compromise is in and of itself a good thing. I don't think it's in and of itself bad. I think that it's a necessary attitude to have to have a coherent democratic coalition. So, in other words, that it, to 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 have a kind of democratic coalition that's going to be able to make politics happen in a meaningful way, sure, uh, produce good results, have an equitable society, we can't have a sort of political. Um, I don't know um, attitude that necessarily divides the country down the middle and right. makes the other half of the country an absolute enemy. I was going to say earlier that the the point that I uh, about the what the culture war is to me, especially as a socialist, is the idea of thinking that the the division of society that the reason your life is bad is not because of let's say the uh, powerful capitalists, the the unaccountable power the forces of anti-democracy. It's not that, it's the other half of the country, which I think is just poisonous and and just completely inaccurate.
0: And I do want to clarify, because the way you're talking about this is not in the way that most people think of politics. So, you're right. not saying we need to culturally compromise with the other half of the country. You're not saying, like, we, as people who don't like guns, need to allow for some guns, and they who do like guns need to allow for some regulation. You're saying more like, from a grassroots perspective, one person needs to find another person, and they compromise. And those two people find two people, and they compromise. And you keep doing that until you get a majority of the country, and then you can ena- enact meaningful legislation and change.
1: Yeah, I think I think that's part that's well said. I mean, I don't I don't know if I necessarily mean that one person needs to find one person, I'm just a pair. Of I just thought like that, that was an elegant way to frame yeah. it. I mean, but the I guess I think part of it is also, it's Slit like it, no one's asking Let's you, compromise. right? No one's asking you personally uh, to, if you believe strongly in a social issue to believe that less or to not try as hard as you can in a reasonable way to, to, to get that, to promulgate that idea, to, to spread that, po- or to, to execute that pro- policy. I think the issue is not thinking that primarily the reason that the world is so fucked up is because of the people on the opposite of those social issues. Like, so uh, I'll give you another sort of, I guess, hypothetical. And um, I just, if you, it wouldn't be a way to organize society necessarily, but if you just took any major issue and asked, what most people want most of the time if that was if we could translate that into a meaningful political system that would get you the best results right and you know which is like
0: it seems like it'd be so simple to do i feel like okay here okay if i was president is what i would do i would make a website called Mm vote.gov and you would just go on there and everyone would vote on issues and it would be it would be linked to your social security number too And there would be like checks and but you'd have to like show your face and facial recognition. All right, maybe this is getting, (laughs) maybe this is getting dystopian. But like (laughs) you would (laughs) vote for every um, issue, right? Right. But it wouldn't count like our current system. And then the politicians would take that raw information and it's sort of expected like, yo, we've had, here's our voice. 60% of people like abortion it's easy now you have the data yeah. it's right in front of you and it's like centralized so it's it's not like it's not like that machine can i mean obviously and there's a thousand holes in my in my plan but wouldn't that well be no nice? no actually i think the like plans- everyone, everyone votes for a thing it doesn't actually affect change politicians should just respond to it and the expectation from the public is like look we went on vote.gov
1: we voted right. why are you doing the opposite of what most people want that's right right i mean here's the thing uh so uh, yeah, I like the idea, right? Just generally, I don't. I I think it's, it's actually what's funny about it, it, it to think in terms of like how politics is usually exercised is that this is what's happening right now with Roe, with Chuck Schumer, um, okay. in the Senate, where he's saying, "Look, we don't have the votes right now, uh, and we not even to, to um, overturn the filibuster, so we don't have a, even a simple majority. But we're gonna we're going to put this, you know, in." Um, on the floor of the Senate, and you're going to have to openly vote against it if you if you're against it. If you're for overturning Roe, Row, if you're against um, uh, enshrining that in law, fine. But you're going to be on the record. So I think what you're suggesting is similar to that, which is that like y- the the aggregate data of of what the people actually want all these issues. We're just going to record it, make it official, and then you're going to have to account for why you're right. not doing this now. So I like the idea, but if we're talking about like the theory of power here, like they already have that information. And I think even though it's not part of normal, we don't, well, okay, but, but hear me out. What I, I think that the political process in a lot of ways, especially the kind of, um, attitude cultivated by the party is to really not think about that, which in other words, like Generally speaking, especially over these longitudinal political issues, people know what the public thinks and wants, and it is not a political consideration. The attitude that's cultivated by, I think, um, you know, conventional politics, the mainstream media, stuff like that, is you shouldn't really notice that, and it shouldn't be curious. So the idea that the vast majority of of the country has—I mean, this is an easy issue, right? Is again, is at least for the decriminalization of marijuana, the fact that that has, you know, for uh, you know, a good 40 years than the majority of the opinion. It, it should be curious to people what's wrong with the system that, that hasn't eventually translated. Because it's one, it's one thing to say that the political system is meant to, and I think this is, it shows the farcical nature of this excuse, this fucking bullshit apology, is that, you know, you have a constitutional system because it's supposed to slow down and cool the, the rage of the oh, angry right. mob. Okay, fine. It takes 40 motherfucking years
0: to make weed legal
1: so so this to me this would be a really good uh, attitude for people to cultivate generally, which is if over a period of time the democratic will of the people hasn't been translated, that should spark that should you know suggest to you that there's something broken in that place or whatever
0: well I guess I guess the general mindset of the population I'd imagine I, I mean because it's my mindset too at mo- in moments is like oh there's there's both both parties have their base and have their power structure which is corporate i mean right yeah and that, that's and that and you know everything every single fucking issue always just comes back to there's money money in politics and we need to get it out it's like that's that's the whole mm-hmm. thing and so like that's yeah their, that's there that's the people that they care about they don't actually care about us they care about the people who's giving the money
1: that they're accountable to yeah things so, like donors well the, the thing is is that what they they're also accountable to the people a little bit But it, but, you know, you sort of like, but
0: let's make it about issues that can't be changed and are fairly static over 50 years, like abortion, like guns. Let's, you know, let's take our sides on race shit. And there you go. Boom, we get it. And let's not. You know, In
1: other words, if you're the Democrats and the Republicans, if you're the, if you're the um, leadership of the party, you want to make politics about wedge issues because they, they. kind of like suggest they necessitate gridlock whereas they keep
0: keep the people focused on abortion and not focused on the fact that fucking amazon is paying the government so they can yeah so you want to make you you
1: don't want exactly you don't want people to think of politics as a, a set of of sort of um consensuses that could be enacted. You want yeah. it to be organized around things that divide the population and entirely. And
0: you know, I, I, I honestly, I mean, I don't know. I mean, obviously I will. I want abortion to be a thing that everyone can do. And has um, to do. And has to do when I say so. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. That's my yeah. second rule as president. I would have yeah. abortion.gov and it would just be a pill. You're like, I
1: think there should be abortions for the women I sleep with. Hey. That's it. Um, like you give out badges or something
0: yeah I'll be like hey I know it's illegal, but uh here's your here's your buy. here's your going <laughs> <your>, free <laughs> your
1: backstage abortion pass um
0: but like now that roe v wade not now, but you know mm. once roe v Wade gets overturned, I just feel like I just feel like that's one less thing that will be um
1: a culture war issue. I don't think so. I mean, so one, it's or a- or it's
0: or it'll flip to the where the demo where the I feel like the conservatives were very charged by abortion. And I feel like now maybe the Democrats will be very charged by abortion. As in chart, you know, put into I've abortion.
1: heard I've heard this too. We'll see. I mean like so I mean, yeah yeah the needs, idea is uh, if won't this bring out I mean you know they're clearly cynical democratic actors that believe it will. I got I, the amount of fucking emails that I got, you know, two days after that leaked about you know, trying to raise money. Apparently, I think they've raised an obscene amount of money. So there are definitely people that think this is going to bring up the vote. I'm not sure it will. As a matter of fact, some people have suggested that the leaks were conservative leaks, and the reason being is to let some of the the tension off to get this for like as far away from November as you can. Like the closer it is to November, the more it's likely to sort of spike Democratic right. voting or whatever. But but I th- the thing that people have to keep in mind is that there is a fealty to this political system and the inertia of it that what's fealty mean a faith in a, a commitment to like it's for the that, that is more important than the material consequences. People are really afraid of the kinds of revolutionary changes that may need to take place. And the reason I say that is that, look, we are melting the motherfucking planet and everybody knows it. And we know that there are political things that we could do that would probably, stem the tide, but those mean revolutionizing the political system. So in other words, if it's the case that people are willing to goddamn risk, you know, the biosphere, the, the future of, of civilization, or they're, they're afraid to risk that because for making political changes, the idea that like now poor women will have a hard, a really, really hard time, if not impossible, to, to have an abortion, yeah, I, I don't think that it's something that's really going to kick these people in the head. Maybe it's the straw that broke the camel's back and it will be that thing. I would like right. to think that's the case, but no one should think that if things get very, very bad, all of a sudden people will become, um, will organize appropriately to make political change. That's a that's a really stupid idea. Right. Um, I want to end on something more positive. Mm-hmm. Um, well, here, so I, this is, let me, let me, Eat my way to the other side. Like there's a way to be negative here. The one thing that maybe if it does wake people up is, <laughs> you, is that you just end with there is relief in death. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. There's well, the best thing is there's no afterlife. So finally peace. Democracy is not necessarily when, when our souls are all
0: one. So yeah, I mean, yeah. let's just look forward to that.
1: Yeah, ultimately we all have a death drive, and that's just what we're trying to get. So this just makes it that much more quick. No, no, look. Um, the one thing I will say is that so much of um a kind of like like liberal conservatism which is a weird way to say things but like in other words uh, a, a democratic uh sort of belief that we have to preserve the system as it is now and any progressive reform or revolutionary change is going to be uh it risks too much this i think very much shows that that's not the case there isn't there are a lot of people that thought look we can't necessarily interceding the economy in a way that'll help poor people as a matter of fact if we help poor people there'll be too much money in the economy it's only going to add to inflation don't those people need to starve kind of a little bit so prices will drop when i go to fucking whole foods or whatever they the, this belief that they could stay safe in that and that the things that they care about w- they would get to keep them right and you know i think that was always for the socialists and all. Right. That. right so, so like that i think that was always a morally obscene position to take. But now it's showing itself to be divorced from reality. So no, you won't get to keep, you know, your interest rates will rise to, you know, your your fucking like anything you take, like your, your gay marriage, all my rich gay friends, all your gay marriage will also be annulled. Right. You know, it turns out you are going to have to build a democratic coalition. You are going to have to give a fuck what the dummies think.
0: You're saying as our system erodes, it's gonna it's gonna eventually reach the people in power now, yeah. or at least oh, yeah. the, the, the bases of the people in power now. Right. And then that's yeah, like, where it's gonna turn on them. You
1: need the political, the PMCs. You need the the middle class at some PMC's level. Profe-
0: pro- professional managerial class. class. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Um. You need them to run the country, right? Uh. Like, or sorry, to run the country in, in this way, which is to to disenfranchise you know poor people and working class people or whatever. But the point is like. Eventually, it it will eat into their uh, what what makes them feel better too, and, uh, and and allows them. And the sad thing, and and you know, I don't know which way it's going to go because, you know, you want them, and you want to build an ideology where they recognize, oh no no, you know, we're all you have to have solidarity with the people that you see yourselves as superior to, you know. But the problem is that like as things get more precarious people generally become risk averse and so they may be even more worried to rock the boat now so to me it's a razor's edge issue and i hope that they are willing to you know not be fucking pussies about it
0: you know as we move forward
1: in this this great nation this great experiment Mm -hmm. (laughs) it turns out that experiment was like the russian sleep experiment though yeah you know
0: there are these moments where we have to ask ourselves what what do we stand for? I mm-hmm. uh, hear that's what you're describing. As things start to erode, eventually the deeper questions will be asked. What do we really stand for? What do we really want to come together and fight for? And um I hope it's for something good. Right. And I believe in people. How about each I other? Think it, it, How about I, that? I think so. I think we all I think we all want we all want to we all we all need to eat. We mm-hmm. all need to sleep. We all need clothes on our backs and roofs on our head. We all need to get our dick sucked. We need we need a politics that feeds the body and stirs the spirit and sucks and thank, the dick and sucks. Jared's shot off penis Thank <laughs> you so much, everybody. Okay.
1: Thanks for having me. Yeah, oh, can I, plug my, can I plug my
0: podcast? No. Perfect. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Take it easy.
1: Uh, listen to the comic canon revival. That's where I talk about with my co-host uh, comic books. And it's really fun. It's it not real fun. political I'm gonna be at all.
0: This. I'm going to be on it soon yeah that's right we're gonna talk about we're gonna i'm i'll probably leave it in. we're gonna talk about the uh, static shock hell yeah yeah all right love you man love, love you too, too. Bye bye